So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hi, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Episode 7 of Season 4, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Tiffany comes back and meets Kevin's mom. Deontay hits up Lindsay, like, a lot. Sean and Sarah get ready for some wedding day drama. Chaz stays another night so he can talk to Branwyn some more. And Marcelino is secretive about where he's been for no real reason. Brittany demands a blessing for her and Ray's marriage. And Taylor goes wedding dress shopping. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, it is hot on the West Coast. It's very I know. Hot. It sounds like. Well, it's funny because I mentioned it because like the temperatures that I'm looking at, I'm like, for me, I'm like, that's just August. But then you're like, you don't have air conditioning. so Right. So, yeah, it's not that these are insane temperatures because I've lived on the East Coast for a year, was much hotter there. And you, you don't even hear people complaining about it or it's not newsworthy. But the difference is, is that I literally don't have air conditioning in my house. And I'm not the only one, like barely anyone in my city has air conditioning because we're so close to the ocean. That's why. Yeah, yeah. All right. Who are we coming up with first this so, time? So, uh, we got some hot couples here. Well, okay, let's go with Deontay and Lindsay. So, Deontay and Lindsay are enjoying some coffee in bed, and Deontay is on cloud nine. So, he suggests he would marry her right now. Deontay talks about moving to Mississippi, and Lindsay asks how he's going to do that if they're trying to save money, and he hasn't even told his mom about her. Lindsay says that she just needs to focus on her daughter right now, and that means starting off with a job. Deontay is trying to set up another visit, and Lindsay tells him not to do too much for her because he has to take care of himself and his overwhelming debt that she had just learned about. Lindsay warns him not to text and drive as they say their goodbyes. Deontay feels a little weird leaving, leaving Lindsay with her guy friend Blaine and is just trusting her with his heart, as he says. During the commercial break, we get a glimpse of Deontay and Lindsay's letters to each other, where they tease each other and talk about their squeaky laugh and the Mississippi accent. Later, Blaine gives Lindsay a hug, and he asks if she had sex with Deontay. Lindsay just kinds of laughs. Blaine admits to us that he's had a bit of a crush on Lindsay. Deontay then calls what seems like immediately, and Lindsay tells him that she's talking with Blaine, and she'll just call him back later. But... Deontay then just starts texting her instead, saying he misses her so bad. And Lindsay says she's used to controlling the amount of contact they have because, you know, she was in prison. But now the tables have turned and we're kind of seeing how needy Deontay really is. So do you think, because we kind of know, like spoiler alert, right, that things don't work out with them. Do you think it's because Deontay is so needy? It's not not because Deontay is so needy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, this was just, like, ridiculous. This is, like, you'd think someone – well, I guess you would think. I would think you'd think someone who's been single for as long as Deontay right. would know – would have some sort of limit, like the two texts and then re- response limit, right? right? Sure. Like, he, you'd think he would know about that. But then again, that's probably why he uh, isn't with anybody and keeps bouncing from person to person. Like, this yeah. extreme neediness comes out. 
Yeah, it definitely reads to me like uh, the anxious attachment style. Like he's feeling uncomfortable about where he stands with Lindsay for whatever reason. You know, like the fact that she's surrounded herself with guys, you know, the fact that, you know, Lindsay in his perspective is like maybe out of his league a little bit, you know. Uh, So just like insecure for whatever reasons. And he just constantly needs reassurance and he constantly needs, you know, to know that she's not hooking up with some other dude. So it's almost like, hey, if I bombard her with communication, that means like at least I'm constantly getting reassurance that, you know, she's paying attention to me and not someone else. Yeah, and I get that's what he's going for. But also, if you read like the content of the text messages, he's not going about that the right way because it was right. like – there were it was like one screenshot. There were four different eggplant emojis that he just started conversations with. Like he was just oh like, God. "Hey, what about my dick? You want my dick? Oh, okay, you're talking to your guy now. Yeah, but my dick needs something." It's like, "Stop talking about your dick. It's like about <laughs> literally anything besides your dick, Deontay." <laughs> Yeah, well, I think also maybe he feels like that's what he's going to lead with because he thinks that maybe that's his best quality. Because clearly it's not his means to support someone, given he can barely financially support himself. True. I mean, that is kind of a sad state to like – if you're literally a grown-ass man with a a life and, you know, thing and you think the only thing I have to offer a woman is a good dick. Like, oh, God. Like that that's kind of sad, right? Like you think you're there I'm not saying you shouldn't be like, you know, satisfied that you can or whatever, but like that there should be other things on the list besides that. Right. But I think also maybe he's just not good at the other stuff too, you know? No. Maybe he isn't good at the you know, the deep conversations with like emotional support and like you know deep meanings because obviously he keeps on turning the conversation to his dick so maybe he's leading with kind of the only thing that he's most comfortable with and he thinks is his best quality yeah i mean i think it has more to do with like how anxious attachment kind of manifests in men and that's like because anxious attachment we've talked about you're you're constantly looking for reassurance right sure well for a lot of guys the only reassurance they like see is genuine is sex right so he's looking for oh you're still into me sexually right you still want to sex you still want to have sex with me and especially especially when what he's nervous about is she's living with this other dude right he's trying to play it cool with and about and he is very much not cool cool with right no i agree with you too because especially someone who has a lot of guy friends you know Lindsay. it's like well what is she getting from deontay that she's not getting from all her guy friends oh it should be at least in theory sex so yeah he has to lead with that because it's like that's the only thing he's got on any of the other dudes that are hanging around right yeah and it's also, the weird thing about like, you know, he's weirdly like confident because we've seen him talk to his mom. We know he's scared to talk to his mom and he doesn't like telling his mom right. things. And but he puts on like this weird brave face for Lindsay. Like, well, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'll tell my mom what I want to tell her. It's like, but you yeah, didn't right. even tell her you were coming on this trip because you were afraid of what she'd say. Like, oh, I know. Come Mama's going to slap him upside the head because we've already seen her do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just for Lindsay. And I just I, I also thought, I don't know, it just struck me as extremely funny that I know and you don't drink coffee, but. Lindsay takes her coffee like almost exactly the opposite of mine. And I was like, this is the most different person like I think on the show, even on this show. And I'm like, I don't relate to this lady at all. She does everything different than me. Like I'm always like a little cream, no sugar. She's like, you know, no, no, no cream, all the sugar you can think of. Like, oh, mm. God. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's an interesting person in that I am actually really surprised that she seems like, at least based on her knowledge of Deontay's like credit score, because it didn't even seem like he knew what a credit score was when they Go were talking about it, it last yeah. yeah. So it just seems like she might be a little bit more fiscally aware or fiscally responsible. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like someone who is as impulsive as someone like Lindsay would really be so fiscally responsible. Yeah, because she was specific. She was like, my credit score was 150 points higher than his. Like, what was that? Yeah. Like, she had a number to it. Like, she paid attention. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's why I find her interesting because I think, you know, it's like you think you have her pegged or, you know, you think she fits the stereotype. But it's like you're surprised by these things. Yeah. All right. So moving on, let's go to I'll hit Bramwin and Chaz because I was com- I was actually confused by this. So Chaz <laughs> is still in Portland because he changed his flight to stay another night after things ended on such a sour note last time. So Bramwin, not a fan of his idea since she's no. really busy today and she can't just change her plans to have another big lame conversation with Chaz. So she does agree to meet him at the cafe she's and she's wor- that she's like working at. So she doesn't want to keep dwelling in her feelings about this whole thing because she in her mind she says, I already decided I'm moving. Why do we always have to keep having conversations and thinking about it all the time? It doesn't help. So they end up going to a nearby park and he talks about he how he is touchy and feely and emotional and uh, doesn't feel like she's into him at all when they're together. So Bramwin tells him that she just can't get in the intimate mood when like every time they get together, like and I, I'll grant her this if it's like, oh, okay, it's time to start going. How do you feel about leaving your friends forever and moving oh across gosh, the country? Know, right? Really doesn't put her in the mood. <laughs> so he just is giving the whole real needy. I just I just want to have a conversation to make sure we're still good thing. And she says they are or they will be. But then he says, oh, okay, well, then maybe we can go to my hotel room and I won't pester you or anything. That's a lie. So yeah. as they're driving to the hotel, Bramwin is reading about her homework assignments and Chaz is correcting her pronunciation. So they check into the same hotel they were at before. And when they get checked in, there's plenty of space for Bramwin to work, but not really plenty of alone time. Because while she's working, Chaz's plan is to sit across the table from her and watch her work and maybe ask some annoying questions about what she's doing and not actually let her get any work done. So he can't go five seconds without answering a question or putting something into Google Translate or getting up to give her a hug. So at this point, she just gives up because he's clearly not going to let her work. So they move to the bed and have a whole conversation about how people are going to lay. And I don't know. Then he, she's like, well, I'm going to give you a sexy da- lap dance. And he's like, ooh, and they kick him out of the room. So I guess I'm starting with that. Have you ever had a conversation with someone about like how you're going to lay when you're going to like snuggle or cuddle with them? Uh, like beforehand, not like, oh, my arm's sore. Like, okay, I'm going to lay over here and then I want you to come over and maybe I'll – it's so weird to me. I think like the extent of that conversation for me is like, sure. oh, do you like to be big spoon or a little spoon? And then it's like, <laughs> okay, done. That conversation done. is done. Yes. That conversation's over. You got to just, yeah, well, okay, well, we'll start and see how it feels. But that kind of seems to me Chaz's whole thing. Like he wants to talk everything to death. 
Yeah, and I think especially for someone like Branwyn, who maybe has had more of an alpha male type, uh, you know, partner Mm -hmm. in the past. It's not even like you have to be like alpha male, but just I think like have a little bit more confidence of everything, right? Like she said that she is going to move with you and she's made a commitment to you. Quit asking her. You know, because it it shows a lack of confidence in yourself. It shows a lack of confidence in her answer. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, if she wants to talk about it, she can talk about it, you know. And I, it is, it's just, it's so unattractive to see someone be so, like, unconfident. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even the unattractive. I mean, it's unattractive because it's unattractive. And that's totally a thing. But it's also exhausting. Yes. Oh my God! How many? T- right. Is this okay? Is this okay? Are you okay? Is it okay? Is it you fine? Okay. Is this good? It's like oh my God! Just, just relax, dude. Relax. Like, and like, and and that's the other thing. Do what you want for once. Right. Like, stop trying to like make everything about like. Well, let me just warp my whole around, and then, well, I'll take that back because he certainly does stuff that he wants. He changes his plane flight without letting her know. He just right. frames everything he wants to do as I just wanted to do this for you. I needed you. We we were blah blah blah. I I'm just here for you. And I don't know. It's being that yeah subservient is yeah. I even I can see that how that's a turn off, and I'm not a woman. Yeah, like, right. I was trying to think of who or what kind of person, what kind of partner would do best with him, and vice versa. And probably someone who is maybe a little bit more talkative because that is a thing mm. that I, I feel like That's is true. a struggle for him is that Branwyn is really quiet. And so she isn't constantly talking about her feelings on her own because she doesn't want to. And mm-hmm. I think it's harder for him to really believe her. Um, that, you know, everything's fine because it's like that whole like, yeah, everything, everything's fine. Is it, you know, mm-hmm. if he doesn't have someone constantly communicating with him. So I don't know. I feel like he needs to be with someone who's just more talkative. That's true. That's true. Because I also feel like a, maybe a lot of the reason he does what he does is he's just like he's definitely not comfortable enough with her mm-hmm. to just sit in silence and we yeah. saw that when she she was actually working, like she had stuff she needed to do that she needed to focus on, and he right. could not stand it being quiet, right? Yeah. And so anytime they have they're together, he just feels like he has to fill the space with conversation, and and he goes off the walls and having bad chooses bad topics on top of that. But the right. fact that he feels like he has to talk all the time would be helped if he was with someone who talked back more. Right. And that's so funny to me because I am definitely someone who's okay with silence. I mean, I'm a talkative person. I would definitely say I'm a talkative person. But if it's silent, I'm perfectly fine with that, you know? And it, and, mm-hmm. and it drives me nuts. Even I have this one friend who is very talkative and he does not like silence in any form. It's not even like he needs to be talking all the time or anything oh, like no, that. He puts on music, but he right? constantly <laughs> has to have music playing or, you know, the television on. There constantly has to be noise and it drives me nuts. I'm just like, I cannot stay in a hotel room with you because I need silence every once in a while. No, I'm on I'm on you. We've spent many times together just not talking and just right? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's one of the those things where you have to find comfort in the silence and like not just assume that silence equates to something being wrong. 
Right. And that, that's what it is. He's like, oh, you're not talking. You must be mad. You must be upset. You must be. And well, and then also extrapolating it that further. And that's mm-hmm. a super common thing. That's something I did, you know, when I was married that didn't help. It's kind of making that assumption that she was like maybe upset. She was stressed out. Not mm. by him. It was by this right. work she has to do. Right. But he just assumes, well, if something's wrong, it must be my fault. I have to fix it. What can I do to fix it? And it's like you are making it worse. Right. Because yeah. just because something's wrong and just because I'm acting like something's wrong doesn't mean it's A, your fault or B, your place to fix it. Yeah. But I get that. It sometimes is. And like I get that because my current partner, you know, we were together before and he we had the same kind of issue was that he would just get very like in himself, like in his feelings and moody and stuff like that. And I would take it really personally, like because he wouldn't communicate with me what exactly was bothering him. So it's like, well, you can't just share with me that you're having a stressful day at work. And so if you can't even do that, you just assume, well, it must be me because otherwise you just tell me it was this innocuous, like benign thing. Like, oh, I'm just stressed because there's a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last thing, she was also clearly doing this lap dance so she wouldn't have to sleep with him, right? Like she's totally not going to have sex with him. (laughs) No, I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like she would not even try anything remotely sexy if she wasn't trying to sleep with him because he's sure, but this is like a precursor. You think he's just going to be happy with a lap dance and be done with it? I, I feel like she's acting like he is like. Well, I maybe. I, I mean, there's things you can do other than sex. I mean, I do think it's unreasonable to just assume that, you know, the first I mean, I don't want to say unreasonable, but you shouldn't just assume that just because you're consenting adults who are not virgin, you know, virgins that the first time you're together that you have to have sex, right? And sure, sure, it's sure. like there can be lead up to that. And so I think like this could be you know, like a base situation where it's like, okay, maybe you're getting to second base today, you know, and maybe the next time I see you, it'll be maybe second, maybe third. I don't know. I definitely don't think it's unreasonable that the person you married, though, will sure. like sleep with you. That is right. not unreasonable. But, we shouldn't, but also at the same time, you shouldn't just assume. But I think yeah. that's, you know, maybe Chaz, he's assuming. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I feel like she may have talked up a bigger game. Or she did that thing where she he said, oh, we're going to have all of that. And she was like, hmm. See, to me, it's kind of like those shows like Married at First Sight and like Love is Blind. It's like yeah. those people have a relationship like, uh, well, sorry, the Love is Blind people have a relationship. And then when they see each other, they don't instantly have sex. No, it doesn't mean not all, you know, none of them instantly have sex. Some of them instantly have sex. But some, well, some of them, of them are, like some of them are instantly do. not really attracted to that person. <laughs> right. And it takes them a yeah. little while. But even like Married at First Sight, just because you're married. You know, married at first sight, like doesn't assume that you are sleeping with one another. But I mean, this is kind of a similar situation in that, you know, they're married. But did they really have this like dating process where, you know, they've the physical part of their relationship has like had a chance to actually develop and grow? No, you're basically dropping in being like, well, you know, the physical relationship should be there just because we're married. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it that's that's my my point was not as much trying to say well she should just sleep with the guy as much as they shouldn't yeah. be married like they're not in the the, the relationship oh, sure. part of the relationship they're at is not the part of the relationship that you should be at 
when you're actually married. Like that's right, right, right. Well, that's where yeah. it comes from. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to other people that are, you know, trying to move towards marriage. And that's Brittany and Ray. So Brittany and Ray are celebrating their engagement. And Brittany is talking about all the things she wants at her wedding, including a band and all kinds of food and, of course, an open bar. And then she asks Ray uh, if this is the reason why he's been acting weird, uh, because he was going to propose. And Ray admits that he went to go ask her parents for their blessing. Brittany knew something was up with him getting dressed up to, quote, go to work, unquote. Ray tells her that her dad did not give him his blessing and Brittany just starts getting worked up. She cannot believe her dad said no and wonders what he wants from Ray. She then has a plan to get that blessing, which is basically, I don't know, whining, I feel like, until he gives in. So Brittany later rolls up on her dad and demands to know why he didn't bless the marriage as she flashes her ring and then kind of rolls her eyes as, you know, her dad says he's concerned that, you know, Ray might turn back to a life of crime and he really just wants more time for Ray to prove himself. He says Ray just needs to prove to him that he can support Brittany. Brittany says that Ray got a CDL, so he'll be able to be a truck driver. And her dad says that that's a step in the right direction. He just doesn't want anyone to take advantage of her. Brittany then defends Ray, saying he has never once shown any kind of aggression. And then she calms down a tad to ask her dad to really reconsider because what he's doing is just not fair, not giving his blessing. She fails to get his blessing, so she goes back to tell Ray that he said no. Ray says he's kind of over it and doesn't think a wedding is a big deal, so they can just have a courthouse wedding, which Brittany's like, no. Brittany doesn't know if she could get married without a blessing. So do you really think that Brittany would give up on this wedding idea just because her dad doesn't give a blessing? Well, I have assumed if her dad's not giving a blessing, he's also not going to pay for anything, and that oh, might be the that's... bigger that might be the bigger <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, because I'm going to say I don't think so. I mean, the way she's talking about this wedding, this is de- there are definitely two types of girls out there. There are the type that have been dreaming about their wedding, very like uh, small details of their wedding, like your future bridezillas. That is Britney, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's everybody else, you know. It's oh yeah, like, the ones with the um, like the Darcy from Ninety Day, who have the uh, insert the husband boards. here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, right. Like, everything else is already done. Just well, sure. I don't know what the guy is, but everything else is finished. I got all that oh, figured out. Sure. Yeah, and a lot of times it's because you know it's like oh, for people like the future bridezillas, I've been thinking about this since I was a little girl. It's like they well, and then they use really that. Do. That's their justification for treating everybody like shit. That's the Bridezilla because I've been thinking about this for a long time. I've been dreaming about this since I was a little girl and this is supposed to be my perfect day and I want everything exactly right. Seems like a lot of pressure to put on a day, especially That's when there's things outside your control. a huge amount of pressure to put on a day. You right? get one shot at that, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like how many weddings do you think have been rained out and ruined someone's perfect day? You yeah, have control I, over that crap. You have control over that. Yeah. And it's like and, – and it's it, – otherwise – and I've been to weddings that had a ton of rain and got rained out and – if everybody's cool about it, it's still a lot of fun and still a gorgeous day. It's just like chill. Yeah. But yes, yeah. but I get you on that. So there's 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 the there's the, there's the you know Britney's, and then there's the Ray who was like, well, I just wanted to be married. Like, I don't, I don't care even about think he cares about being married. He's like, I just wanted you to be happy, so I'm just over it. Let's just go to the courthouse, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that 
part that Ray was trying to get to, or at least he thought we was in, is the part where they are married, not the part where they have one big day and it's amazing right. and, you know, everything is like going like that. But I don't know. It's it, I don't I just don't know. Like what the what this what this dad wants, especially since he was the one who was like more okay with Ray before. Like I don't understand. Like how long how long does he have to stay out of jail before he you can you're convinced? Like what is there exactly. a time limit on this? Right, and I think that's what's difficult about things like proving something. Like you know, prove you're trustworthy again. Well, okay, how can you prove you're trustworthy again other than? Just don't do anything untrustworthy. And it's like, but for what amount of time? Right. Yeah. Just be, yeah. It's, it's, then it goes the same thing with like somebody who cheats or something like that. Well, yes. I don't, yes, I, when can I trust I you again? It's like, at. I don't, right. can't tell you how long it's going right. to take. And, you, and, and it's like, or what it's going to take, but you're like, but y'all know it when I see it kind of thing. And that's just not a way, especially when Brittany is on a timeline here, especially if she's, you know, looking to have kids after they get married, right? It's not like she has all this time to wait. I think they're kind of starting now because I know that she's had difficulties in the past. Oh, right, right. They they, they started before they got, they started before they were even engaged. Didn't they start last season? Yeah. Yeah. So they're just kind of like, whatever order things happen and they happen. And yeah, you know what? I was, I was funny because I was a little concerned that Brittany was going to be mad at Ray Mm -hmm. for being like, well, you shouldn't have asked me if my dad didn't approve but then I thought a little bit more and was like, no, this is this is the way. Like, she's going to be mad at whoever's standing in between her and the wedding. And it wasn't right. Ray this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, moving on. Let's get to – well, Taylor and Chance. They weren't in it very long. So, we are wedding dress shopping with Taylor, which she's never done before. And she, they always say, I've never done this before, as if it's something yeah, that, like, other has? women just do all the time before they get married. It's Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay, well, let's put it this way. Do you mean for yourself or others? That she might have mean for other people. I, I I assumed when she said it, she meant for herself. And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, that's not uncommon, been... right? I've never yeah. – I can say safely I have never, ever tried on a wedding dress ever. Have I yes. gone to a store to witness someone else trying one on? Like twice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not as yeah, common as they make it out, right? Right, right. So anyway – so the woman at the shop, she says she's looking for something lacy and shiny, and she's with her friend Sarah because Bobby is in rehab. So she wants to put – or I guess recovery. I didn't really say rehab, did they? She wants to put that aside and just feel beautiful for once. She is nervous about all the things coming up, and she tells Sarah about Chance's questionable financial decisions and how he's making them all alone, blowing off her concerns. So Sarah's concerned that Taylor is just like – such a nice and passive person that she'll just let Chance control it all. So then they try another dress and they both like it, but Taylor isn't 100% sold on it. Like, there's kind of enough space in the stomach or whatever, but, you know, she's kind of gaining weight because she oh, also God. might be pregnant. Oh, God. Uh, and then she, oh, this is just, she does one of my favorite things because she's nervous about this pregnancy and with. Very good reason, right? She's had difficult pregnancies. The last time she was pregnant, she lost the baby and then her the, uh, her partner died. So, yeah. very traumatic experiences regarding being pregnant. Um, but, you know, she's not taking maybe the, not the most mature path and saying, well, I want to take a test because I don't want to know. <laughs> I'd rather uh. just not know <laughs> as if that's going to make her less pregnant. So, um, 
I don't know. I mean, just seriously, like more. How is it? Somebody in every? Are we going to get a pregnancy in every story this time? Is that how this is going to go? I don't know, but I feel like it's those people that like. Oh, it's so funny to me that people like think that like, oh, I'm not going to take a test because then it didn't happen. It's like, mm, yeah, right. maybe you could get away with some like things like COVID, right? It's like if you don't yes. know. You know, then you take a test, then I guess you would know. But if you don't know, it could go away and you just wouldn't know. Babies are not going away. Like, just because you don't take a test doesn't mean it's going to go away. Yes, it's not going to go away. And now you you just have less time to deal with it. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's all you did for yourself. And plus, for me, I'm just like, no, like, I'm... I need to know. I don't understand. I don't understand, like, especially for a baby. I get the COVID thing because I think a lot of people did that with COVID. They were oh, like, yeah, uh, they're still doing that. I got with a COVID. flight coming up. And I just don't want to know. Yeah. I'm just not going to take it. And that, because if I do and I know I'm positive, then I have to, like, not go on my vacation or, like, do whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. I have to take off work. But if I don't know, I just have a cough. It could be nothing. God. Right? But I'm not, not the greatest move at all. But, like, the pregnancy is something that needs to like requires planning now, right? Yeah. And waiting for it doesn't make it require less planning. It like it, it just shorten compresses your time frame, right? Plus, yeah. I would be like, I would I wouldn't be I if I'm like I might be pregnant, I wouldn't be able to sleep, I wouldn't be able to eat, I'd be nervous about it, I'd be thinking about it all the time. I would say I'm hope I'm not pregnant. Let me just take a test and it'll be negative and then I can stop thinking about it. Right. I mean, I'd hope it'd be negative, but I don't get the, I just didn't want to take a test. Yeah. I mean, I also don't get if pregnancy was so traumatic for you in the past, like yeah, why, why are you risking not actively it? using birth control? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah, it's very interesting to me, people's relationship with birth control, you know? It's like people give reasons why they're not using it. Like, I don't like condoms. Okay, well, you're monogamous with this person. So, you know, oh, well, I don't like hormones. All right. Well, there's mm -hmm. a pair guard. Like, you can get basically a, a hormone-free IUD. I don't want something in me. It's like, okay, so I understand how we get to this point where you have no options, but you got to pick the best of the worst. Yeah. I mean, I definitely – I guess I just don't – I. I I mean, I, yeah, I don't want something in me. It seems like an interesting tack to take for not using birth control because that's <laughs> how something gets in you. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, if you don't like something in you, you know, what do you think a baby is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think a lot yeah. of people are scared of the, um, like, getting the IUD, like that process. Um, yeah. And which is yeah. like, which is, again, if you think that's a big deal, <laughs> wait until right. you have a baby. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? Okay, so, well, let's talk about other confirmed pregnancies here. We got a pregnant oh, Sarah. She's walking with her daughter, Abby, and her mom, Kathy, to the venue to help set up the day of the wedding. Kathy doesn't think getting married to Sean is a good choice, and she jokes that st Sarah still has time to run. Meanwhile, Sean is getting ready with Sarah's stepdad, Johnny, Kathy's husband, and his son, Brandon. Johnny is an interesting character. He regales them with the tale of how he got married, which was basically him getting drunk and dragged to a bowling alley to get married. Johnny is trying to get this party started, which 
it's more so for Sean and Brandon because Johnny already seems like the party has been started because he seems real drunk. And uh, Brandon and Sean, you know, he's asking them to drink and they just want to drink juice boxes. Okay. Meanwhile, Destiny is getting ready to, as she puts it, terrorize Sean. Her friend thinks that this is the dumbest idea ever. Destiny thinks Sean won't take her seriously until she's in his face. Her friend is concerned because Destiny didn't get a travel pass from her PO. And, you know, she could she still has another month on probation. Destiny is getting there two hours before the wedding, and she hopes that's enough time for a shakedown and a payout. Sean has a heart-to-heart with his son, Brandon, and says that Kelly, Brandon's mom, accused him of being a bad father. As Sean cries and Brandon pats him on the back and says, it's okay, Brandon says that he's an adult and he can make his own decisions and he doesn't see it like that. Sean then admits his dad used to abuse him and that made him resistant to being around arguing and that's why he felt like he wanted to leave Kelly in that whole home situation. Sean says that his dad was an alcoholic, which is why he personally doesn't do anything. Sean wonders why Kelly came at him last night because he believes that he's done so much for her. Brandon says he doesn't blame him for his childhood. He does admit that he may have had to grow up a little faster, but Brandon thinks he turned out okay. Sarah is continuing to get ready and two friends stop by to chat. Sarah says she's worried about both Sean's exes, uh, Destiny and Kelly. Sarah says that they're making progress because Sean actually was honest about Destiny calling him for the shakedown earlier. Destiny's mom is worried that, you know, uh, she's going to go back. uh, Destiny's mom is worried that Destiny is going to go back to prison. Uh, She's telling her not to go as Destiny is driving to the airport and Destiny just eventually hangs up on her mom. Destiny is going to go to the airport, even though she's feeling, as she puts it, major pregnancy symptoms. (laughs) Because as you Recall, Destiny is also pregnant, which is why this shakedown is being motivated here. Yeah. All right. So, oh, goodness. Do you think that, you know, Sean's other kids feel the same way as Brandon? That, you know, like, they're okay. They love their dad. It's okay. I don't think Brandon feels that. I think Brandon was just, like, giving in to the peer pressure of, I'm a terrible father. No, you're not. It's all uh, right. It's Pat, okay. Pat. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I don't think I, I I was not convinced that Brandon legitimately thought he was a good dad. As much as he was like, I mean, unless you're defining good as you weren't abusive, like Yes. Yay. Like you were better than your dad in that you were not abusive. Right. I do feel like maybe the uh barometer for, you know, if it was good or not was like, okay, did the kids die? No. Um, yeah, I'm alive. Know, and <laughs> it could be worse. You could have really been a terrible father. Yeah, yeah. And then that, that's, that's the other thing, too, is like, I don't know. I, I His his reasoning didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. Of the, oh, I wasn't around because my dad – are you saying that if you stayed around, you would have beat your kids? That's what you're saying? And so you left so you didn't beat your kids? That's that's your – that's your – that's your – Play for being a good father? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I I feel like Sean, like, we already know he's kind of a dummy anyway, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I think in his mind that makes sense. But I think it's one of those things where these are the lies you tell yourself. So you don't think you're a totally awful person. Sure. Sure. It just, it it didn't, 
it didn't scan to me because I was like, well, I didn't, I just wanted to avoid the fighting. And it's like, okay, then stop lying to everyone. And how about right. maybe you wouldn't fight as much? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, you know, they probably just the stress of raising kids. They're probably not necessarily arguing over things that shady things that Sean has done yet. Right. They're probably just arguing. And Sean probably at that point didn't like the arguing. So then he started like trying to remove himself from the situation. And that's when he started doing shady shit because it's like, oh, he's trying to date other people. I mean, the shady shit of dating other people and stuff like that, too. But you don't think Sean was somebody who lied about taking out the trash only so she went to the kitchen and saw that the trash was still full. It's like, what the shit, man? You told me you took out the trash. Oh like, God! Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely can. You have painted a very vivid picture. I definitely can see that happening. And then it's a fight, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know why she's so upset. It's just a trash. Uh, it, she shouldn't be this upset about this. This isn't right. I, yeah. I should get out of here." You're right in that he does lie about these stupid little things that you're like, "Why? Why are you even lying about that? That was so absolutely pointless." Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Because he had the, the, even the way he frames, like, everything, right? At, at the beginning, I noticed he said, well, you know, my ex Kelly showed up at the wedding. I was like, oh, she showed up? That's how it went down? She just right. showed up? Because he's <laughs> lying about that. Well, he's going to lie to Sarah about that, too. Like, I didn't invite her. I didn't invite her. She just showed up. Now, Destiny Pierce is just going to show up. So, that he'll, he'll be halfway right on that one. Yeah, But I think she's, I mean, obviously delusional for everything she thinks. But at some point, you know, the mom was like, you're going to go back to prison because you're not even allowed to leave the state. Like you're going out, you're violating your parole to do this. And she's like, what is Sean going to do? Call the cops on me? And I was like, yeah, yeah that's exactly he what he's going to do. Would. Yeah, <laughs> He would definitely do that. What are you talking about? Goodness. Yeah. Sometimes Destiny's not the smartest either. Yeah. I mean, she's just. I mean, but she's always been that way, right? She's always mm-hmm. just been, well, this is how my life should be. I should sit back and do nothing. Everything should be given to me. I should live in life of luxury because that's what I deserve. And it's yeah. like, why? Why? I, I don't, you didn't actually make a case for why you deserve that at all. And somebody else doesn't. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I just – it's also – I'm really confused about the timeline here. Like they're going to get there two hours before the wedding, Right. Mm-hmm. How is she going to talk to him? Like two hours before the wedding, you're in the back or whatever with the groomsmen. Like, and nobody, the guests don't come back there. Like, what's going yeah, on? I mean, I think that she's just going to call him and tell him that she's there. I'm here. And he better uh-huh. come out or she's going to barge in and ruin stuff. Ugh, it's just, yeah, that's, that's, I don't even, yeah. it, I, don't, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me at all. But no, I, mean, I guess honestly, that's all she knows. All she knows is shaking down ex-boyfriends. That's like right. her means of operating, right? Yeah. I mean, she should have, like, he should have blocked her a long time ago. Right. Because I think part of the problem is that he still engages with her to some extent. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, but he answers the call. He doesn't block yeah. her. Well, yeah. he don't. Remember, he did block her, but then he left his pro- his phone number public on Facebook and she got it off of that. But oh, then he didn't right. block her again. Like, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, so it would have been like, I, I, my mode would have because I, I don't answer phone numbers I don't know, right? So if it was a new phone number, I guess, I don't know if my contacts got saved. It wouldn't, I don't know how that works. That, yeah. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if he imported his contacts, then she would have still been bro- blocked. And if, it, if he didn't import his contacts, then it would have been a strange number and I wouldn't have answered the phone. And there would have been a voicemail saying like, you owe me $50,000. And I'd be like, block that number. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, so yes, it is his choice to engage her on the level he's in- engaging her at. All right, so back to my nuttiest story, I guess, and that's Brittany Marcelino. <laughs> So we begin with the producers literally chasing Marcelino down the street with a shaky cam. <laughs> so they catch him at a red light in his truck to ask about where he's been and, you know, can you talk to us? He's upset because they clearly had to have had help from somebody finding him. So he claims that he was just driving around to clear his head and hasn't been meeting with anyone. He says that he's not lying about anything about where he was. He just doesn't feel like answering Brittany's questions because – she should trust him and he should speak for himself and he shouldn't constantly having me to prove a point to her. So he admits that he has kind of more or less checked out of this relationship, but he claims that that's after years of feeling that Brittany just wasn't that into him. So he still says he wants the relationship to work, but, you know, he thinks that Brittany is the one who seems to always be looking for ways to make things fail. So then we hear about how Brittany's plan for the night is to sleep on the couch or something but she never follows through on that because she never came home. So he doesn't know where she is or who she was with and he's confused. But also, he has no intention of trying to find her because he ain't a search team. Mm-hmm. So she knows where her kids are at. So for four hours later, production finally was able to track her down, which I thought was weird because I thought she was just with the friends that she was with earlier. I feel like it shouldn't have taken you four hours to figure that out. I guess maybe an address. Anyway. She's in bed with her friend Shannon and they're um, very naked. So she says it's not cheating because she already took the ring off and said they were done. But she also can't remember exactly why she how she got here. And I'm not sure she knows exactly what she did last night. So while they're still in the bed, you know, naked and having some hair of the dog, Shannon brings up like that Amanda, the other friend, was being disloyal too because she didn't bring up the text from Marcelino earlier. So they call her to ask her. To see the other text messages before he tried to get together with them. Well, you know, set up a thing. Um, so they ask her about those and she screenshots them to Brittany who gasps when they see them because the messages included a dick pic. Mm. Which Brittany's upset about because A, Amanda definitely should have told her this. And B, Marcelino never sent her a dick pic even when she begged for him in prison. So anyway, Amanda fesses up to meeting up with Marcelino one time, but it was just to talk about Brittany's birthday, nothing more. So now Brittany wants to meet up with Amanda for in person for some resolutions. So she calls Marcelino to let him know that she's coming home later and that he should not be there when she gets back. So she knows that he was talking to Amanda and Marcelino is just frustrated. It's like this, this Amanda chick, this is what it's going to end over. But anyway... She driving. We see her driving home and she completely breaks down and cries and leaves production at the door. All right. So how many more scenes of Brittany just completely losing her shit of crying are we going to have to see? Because I think I've had my fill of those. Yeah, I but I think it's a lot. You know, it's their whole situation is so frustrating to me. Um, mostly because of Marcelino. I feel like I, I honestly feel like nothing is happening. Right. Like, he's right in that he's saying, like, you know, oh, you know, there's no other woman. I wasn't out anywhere because production's, like, asking, where have you been? Who have you been with? He's like, I haven't been anywhere. I was playing poker. And quite honestly, I believe him. What I think is really frustrating is, and he even said this, like, the reason why he's like, I shouldn't have to explain myself if she doesn't trust me. That's on her. And, like, it's almost like he's doing it as some kind of, like punishment because he's frustrated with whatever like she can think whatever she wants 
you know, and yeah, it's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm frustrated, and right. I want to frustrate you, and yeah. not answering this question is going to frustrate you. So that's what I'm going to do. Right, and it's so annoying. It's like, yeah, why are you trying to act shady? Like, why are you being stubborn for the sake of being stubborn? And it's just like, I don't understand. Like this all doesn't even need to be a drama like if he had just answered where he was saying i was playing poker and lost track of time you know Mm -hmm. like that would have been fine you wouldn't have had britney freaking out and like saying it's over it's done and then end up like maybe technically or non-technically cheating on him however you want to see it yeah i mean well i I mean definitely i guess it depends on what goes on i feel like It's really hard to justify being naked in a bed with anyone else and not mm-hmm. have that on some level be cheating. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And then uh, what's up with her friend Amanda, too? Like, I yeah. feel like you can't even pretend like Brittany knew about these messages at that point, you know, because it was like Amanda was like, oh, Mars didn't tell you that we've been talking like when we found out last week, because she seemed to be kind of genuinely surprised that Brittany didn't know that, you know, Marcelino was messaging her. And it started off like you would think like Marcelino could have told Brittany, right? Because it was just like, oh, that threesome was fun. We all should do it again. You know, I, I believe right, that's right, how the right. conversation had started off. But it's like if you're at the point where sexting is happening and Brittany right. is not involved in any way, like... Why are you going to pretend like Brittany really knows that this conversation yeah, is happening? Yeah, I, I need to know you. more about like where was the group text with Brittany, Marcelino, right. and her, right? Because yeah. I feel like that the appropriate response would have been like the first time he messaged you in, you know, individually, unless it's and let's it's a something like set up Brittany's birthday stuff, right? right. So obviously, if it's right. a surprise party or whatever, you don't do that. But the other stuff, when you talk about that threesome was fun. You reply like to both of them in the group text right. being like, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> we should yes, do it again Brittany sometime. Brittany has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah. Like – and you don't have to be like, did you know Marcelino was talking to me? You're just like, oh, no, I'm talking to both of you. Like, Right. Yeah, that seems like a pretty, I think, safe thing. Um, so that way there isn't any, you know uh, – what am I thinking of? Um like appearances of it being just two people, it's like, oh, it really includes all of you. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I, I, I would imagine that that's probably the best way to do that type of relationship is be like, no, it's and that's but that's also what Brittany said. She was like, that mm-hmm. was supposed to be the deal. We don't talk to her separately. Like we talk to her together. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. Speaking of threesomes, <laughs> yeah, geez, oh, we can move God. on to Tiffany and Kevin. <laughs> So, uh, Kevin is in the middle of dinner with his son and his mom, Darla, when Tiffany shows up at the door and asks if they could talk. So, she just, like, charges right to his room, doesn't bother saying hi to his mom and son. And Tiffany asks why the underwear was there. And then Kevin suggests he's still playing dumb. I don't know. Maybe they're yours. Tiffany says they're definitely not hers. She would know her own underwear. And then she claims he never gives her the whole truth. Kevin then says he doesn't know and says it's possible maybe that they were Kayla's. But that means they must be, you know, from a long time ago, which Tiffany still is not buying. Kevin's mom, Darla, then interrupts the argument to demand an introduction. 
Darla calls out Tiffany for being rude and said that, you know, she's getting really bad, bad vibes about her because of the first impression of her just charging in Kevin's room and not even saying hi to anyone. She continues to bring up Curtis uh, going to pick her up at the halfway house. Tiffany says that she gets where, you know, Darla's coming from, but she can't really change the past. And speaking of, she thinks if they're going to move forward, there can't be any secrets. And she brings up Kayla. I don't know, trying to get Darla to mediate. But, mm-hmm. you know, Darla's not trying to mediate uh, for Tiffany's side. She says that they can't control Kayla. Mom says that Kayla may be crazy, but she's shown that she loves Kevin. And Tiffany says that she also loves him. And Darla says that she just wants Kevin to be happy. So far, she's only seen him miserable, implying, you know, Tiffany makes him miserable. Okay, Mm -hmm. so, you know, Darla definitely is team Kayla all the way, which is really interesting to, you know, I think both of us, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, considering how Mm -hmm. trashy Kayla has presented herself so far on this show. Um, But... Do you think that Kevin will end up with Kayla because Darla's pushing so hard for this? Or is Kevin just going to do what Kevin's going to do? Kevin's going to do what Kevin's going to do. And I'm pretty sure that his mom being like, let's go out with this nice girl isn't helping things. Well, we already know she's not really nice. So Kayla definitely has Darla, uh, yes. you know, confused. The thing is, Darla is not nice either. And Darla is very, very Kayla energy, actually. So mm, I can see why sense. she likes Kara, uh, why she likes Kayla, right? Because, uh-huh. and that was the thing. I was like, because that happened, you know, they, she went right to a room. Sure, it's rude to bust in, not even say hi to anybody, go right. to the room. You know what's ruder? To knock on the door and be like, so you're not going to introduce me? No introductions <laughs> or anything. They, they are having a fight, woman. What are you doing? This is insane. <laughs> yeah. But you know who would do that? Yeah. Kayla would do that. Kayla would absolutely oh, be like, sure. oh, I need to know what they're talking about. I'm going to go in there and find out. And like, not just go in there and find out, but go in there and be like, how rude of you not to introduce. Like that to me, and yeah. maybe it's just me, that always has struck me is if you give someone a social faux pas on a slight, but they go, oh, is that what you're going to – that to me is way more rude than the original slight. <laughs> like, oh, you're not going to say good morning? And I'm like, okay, well, that, now you're the asshole. Like – I might have been the asshole before, but now you are. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I feel like um, it does seem weird that Darla is so team Kayla. Um, But yeah, like, and she's fighting with Tiffany. And it's just like on behalf of Kevin. You don't even know me. I don't understand. And to be fair. Tiffany is no prize, right? I'm not sitting here being like – I'm saying uh, between the two of them, if I had to pick between the two, Tiffany and Kayla, Tiffany is probably not going to set my lawn on fire. Kayla is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, that's true. At least Tiffany – I'm not going to – yes, I agree with you in that it's hard to say who is the worst of the two. But I do think that Tiffany would – betray kevin in a heartbeat but she's sure. not going to make a big deal about it and go crazy like kayla is right and it's like the problem between the two of them are the kind of opposite problems is that right. tiffany's kind of half out the door not get, giving him all the attention that he wants kind of acting disinterested and kayla's way too interested right and way all up in it it's like the op they're two two sides of a yin yang here they got going on yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So I think that was our last couple. Yeah. And we didn't hear from Puppy and Amber after our kind of cliffhanger of Puppy's Pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who was your student of the week? Yeah. My student of the week is, uh, geez, it's always so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my God, these are all terrible people. So I guess when we do that, we say, I'm going to say Brittany. Uh, Which one? She was... Brittany, not the one who slept with another woman because her uh, husband, the she one was who mad confronted her husband. daddy. The one who confronted daddy, yes. The one who got mad at the appropriate person, made the appropriate arguments because she said the same thing that you usually say. Like, no, no, no. The asking for permission is really just like a holdover formality. You're not actually supposed to right. say no to that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Lindsay on this one. I mean, she didn't do anything terrible, which sometimes is the threshold for this show. Uh, yeah. You know, she was patient enough when Deontay was messaging and calling. I mean, at least she picked up, um, you know, tried to give him an excuse of why she couldn't talk then. So she didn't do anything terrible, at mm. least. Okay, what about your dunce? I'm going to go with Darla because, like, A, I'm, she, there's a little bit of holdover points last time from her homophobic rant about when they started oh, talking about the three-way. The, sure. Made Adam and Eve, not Eve and Eve. Like, no, stop this. Stop. That's <laughs> right. a holdover. But then, like, who meets someone for the first time and is like, we're going to fight? Well, I mean, besides Kevin, obviously. So okay. maybe that's oh, what he gets Yeah, it. right. <laughs> well, it's the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right I went yours? with Marcelino. Yeah. So, you know, he's just being stubborn. Um, I don't really think he did anything wrong, but for some bizarre reason, he wants Brittany to think he did just to be like, oh, well, you don't trust me. That's on you. And it's like, for what? Just to cause chaos and, like, you know, unrest in your home? Like, what is the point of that? It's very immature. Mm-hmm. All right. What about your life lesson? Life lesson kind of goes, I mean, back to Tiffany mainly was what made me think of it. But it applies to Sean and stuff, too. Like, if you're trying to hold this firm ground about, like, I'm going to leave with the – I'm going to leave because of this underwear. I'm not going to talk to you because I'm going to block you because you're a psycho. Like, going back and to the house and knocking on the door or – answering the phone call like it's not you've just given up any high ground that you have right you've given Mm -hmm. up everything and that person knows it kevin knows it he's totally gonna get her back as soon as she knocked on the door even if she knocked on the door to yell at him you still are at the door aren't you yeah yeah goodness yeah okay so uh my uh life lesson is for deontay and all the other people that are anxious uh, communicators um if you really feel like you're one of those people that just cannot refrain from communicating with someone that you're dating and i'll put them in the dating category right now um they're Mm -hmm. still kind of at the beginning she he can definitely scare her off at this point uh you know she's not there's no commitment there yet um but it's like find it's almost like a sponsor find a buddy that you can divert your attention to and, you know, uh, energies into so you don't bombard this poor person and scare them off. Yeah. Yeah. You need the uh, the person that it's like, here, I need I need you to give me permission to send this text. Yes. He's like, no, you cannot send the text. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I am not putting my password in. <laughs> right. Your gatekeeper. Uh, yes. Yeah. Turn both keys before you send. 
Right, right. Yeah. It just gets sent to them and they have to like hit another button for it actually to go through. But, ah, no, I'm not letting you send this one, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay, uh, so uh, that is it for the couples this week. So we will be back. Uh, oh, sorry, we were late this week because I was out of town uh, for Labor Day uh, weekend. Um, we should be back, say, uh, Monday, You like yep, we usually do. Yeah, this time do. we should be back on Monday. Yep. Yeah. Okay, until then. All right. All right, okay. bye. Bye. Good.